This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Notorious Bakersfield and the Kern County Historical Society will be offering a walking tour to historical crime scene locations in downtown Bakersfield. This tour will be Saturday, April 29th at 10.30 a.m. This is an in-person walking tour. I'll be there telling you about these historic events. The route is approximately one and a half miles long and will include seven points of interest. The cost is $10 per person. Proceeds will benefit the Kern County Historical Society. I'll put the link to purchase the tickets in the show notes for this episode, or head over to the Notorious Bakersfield social media pages, or email me, notoriousbakersfield at gmail.com. There's no space between Notorious and Bakersfield. Once again, that's Saturday, April 29th at 10.30 a.m. On the morning of July 6, 1989, Glenn Copeland, a resident of Tachapi, came to visit his elderly mother here in Bakersfield. Copeland was employed with the California Department of Corrections and lived in Tachapi. He arrived at his mom's house on Chadbourne Street near White Lane and South H around 8 a.m. They visited for a while, then he left around 9 a.m. to run some errands for his mother. Copeland returned to her house around 11.30 a.m. When he walked up to the front door, the first thing he noticed that was out of the ordinary was a briefcase sitting on the ground just outside the front door. Then he noticed the screen door. It was open a few inches and the latch was bent. When he left the house earlier that morning, his mother had latched the screen door behind him. Alarmed, Glenn Copeland opened the screen door and rushed in. Inside, he found his 66-year-old widowed mother, Marie Axtell, unconscious, lying face down next to her bed. A cloth was wrapped around her neck, double-knotted. This is door-to-door murder. After finding his mother unconscious, Glenn Copeland immediately went to the phone to call 911. After he hung up, he went back to his mom to check her condition. She still had a pulse. Then he made the decision to run to a neighbor's house to summon help. When he rushed out the front door, just then a young man was standing there, crouched down, picking up a briefcase, that briefcase that Copeland noticed right before he entered the house. Copeland accused the young man of assaulting his mother. The young man denied being inside the house. Copeland told him not to leave, to stay right there. When Copeland and the neighbor returned just a couple of minutes later, the young man and the briefcase were gone. 
Police and medical aid arrived at the Chadbourne house a few minutes later. Marie Axtell was transported to the hospital. Glenn Copeland gave the first officers on scene a detailed description of the young man he witnessed retrieving the briefcase. A description of this young man was broadcast over police radio frequencies. A Bakersfield police detective was patrolling the neighborhood. He saw two men a couple of streets away from the victim's house. The detective stopped the men to question them. One of the men fit the suspect's description. They were door-to-door salesmen selling household cleaning products. Both men denied even being on Chadbourne Street, the street where the assault occurred. An officer working the crime scene left to back up the detective. While the two door-to-door salesmen were being detained, another officer drove Glenn Copeland to their location to see if he recognized either man. Copeland recognized one of the men and the briefcase. When officers searched the two men, the man Copeland identified had some jewelry and $160 and $20 bills in his pocket. This young man was 23-year-old John Lee Holt. Back at the crime scene, investigators discovered a photo identification card issued to John Holt by the company he was employed with, the door-to-door sales company. So not only did he forget his briefcase outside the victim's house, he also dropped his ID inside the house. When detectives searched Marie Axtell's purse, there was no cash inside. According to Glenn Copeland, his mother cashed a $200 check a few days prior and had only spent about $39. At the Bakersfield Police Department after his arrest, Holt was advised of his rights to have an attorney present during questioning. He declined this. Holt initially denied any involvement in the assault of Marie Axtell. But after more questioning, and when confronted with inconsistencies in his story, Holt confessed. He said when he approached Marie Axtell's house, the front door was open, but the screen door was shut. Marie was sitting on the couch. Holt told her he was selling household cleaning products. Never getting up from the couch, Marie Axtell said she wasn't interested. Holt attempted to give his sales pitch. Again, Marie Axtell said she wasn't interested in buying anything and asked him to leave. This irritated the salesman. Marie Axtell's rejection was the one that pushed him to snap. John Lee Holt pulled the screen door open and went to where Marie Axtell was on the couch. He put his hands around her neck to strangle her. Marie fought him off. His hands got tired, so he put her in a chokehold. He held her that way until her body went limp. He was going to sexually assault her there in the living room, but realized the front door was open, so he dragged her to the bedroom. In the bedroom, Marie Axtell was semi-conscious, so John Holt took a cloth 
wrapped it around her neck and strangled her until she lost consciousness entirely. On the ground next to her bed, John Holt sexually assaulted the 66-year-old widow. After he was finished, he was hot and thirsty. He left Marie Axtell on the floor in the bedroom while he went to the kitchen. He grabbed a can of root beer from the refrigerator. He drank the root beer while searching the house for valuables to steal. Holt saw the purse on the kitchen table. He stole the $160 from the purse. He went back to the bedroom. He stole jewelry from a box on the dresser. Then he walked out the front door and walked right past his briefcase on the ground just outside the door. Marie Axtell never regained consciousness. She died July 15, 1989 in the hospital nine days after the assault. This is what was learned about John Lee Holt's history, including his previous crimes. He was from Colorado. He had abusive parents. His father blamed him for his twin brother's crib death. He was regularly beaten with a belt by both parents, and they called him the devil. Even as a young boy, he had a violent temper. He was removed from his parents' home when he was eight years old. When he was 13 years old, he knocked down an elderly lady to steal her purse. His parents claimed to a social worker that Holt was evil, that he was born from the devil. They said that John Lee Holt should have been the one to die as an infant rather than his twin brother. At the age of 17, he burglarized a home in Pueblo, Colorado. When the 90-year-old homeowner interrupted him, he raped her. Holt at first denied that crime, but later confessed and was eventually convicted. Holt was sentenced to a residential treatment facility for juvenile offenders. He was paroled in February 1988. Within a few months, his parole agent was seeking to revoke his parole. In August of 1988, John Lee Holt committed another burglary in Colorado. He was convicted for that, but because it wasn't a violent offense, he was granted probation he tested positive for marijuana and his probation was revoked. An arrest warrant was issued. That's when he fled to California, landing a door-to-door sales job that brought him to Bakersfield and ultimately Marie Axtell's front door, July 6, 1989. John Lee Holt was brought to trial in 1990 for the crimes he committed against Marie Axtell. His defense argued all of those circumstances from his childhood and his mental health caused John Lee Holt to assault and strangle Marie Axtell. After being found guilty, his court-appointed attorney asked the jury for mercy to spare him the death penalty. The prosecutor at the time, John S. Summers, told the jury, quote, 
you should show John Holt the same mercy he showed Marie Axtell when he decided himself to be the judge, jury, and executioner. Death is the appropriate punishment. Unquote. The jury sentenced John Lee Holt to death. John Holt appealed his conviction in 2010. It was upheld. He's still incarcerated at San Quentin State Prison. Resources used to research the story, the Bakersfield Californian and caselaw.com, People versus Holt. This is Robert Peterson. I'll be back next week with another notorious Bakersfield story. Until then, stay safe, stay out of trouble, don't become a future episode of the Notorious Bakersfield podcast. Have a good week.